And welcome back to Indie Artist Showcase Friday. This is where we show the best of the best. And today we have Groove Centric. And that's comprised of Mike, Joel, Brian, and Donnie. And these gentlemen have told us some stories in regards to how they got started, how their mother influenced them, how church influenced them. I like it. I really like it. So, gentlemen, my next question for you. How has the Internet influenced the way you operate um, as opposed to how you operated without the Internet? And is it, has it been negative or positive for you? I think we can truly say that, uh, I mean, for our musical careers, at least mine, I mean, I've only worked in the age of the Internet. So, um, I mean, there's definitely an advancement in the use of Internet now. I mean, especially considering COVID, and I'm very thankful that we kind of already had our places. You know, we had some spaces kind of occupied in the social media scene and having, you know, our pages and having uh, other, you know, like YouTube videos and such. But, I mean, we also like now uh, utilizing, because we've done a few streaming shows, so that's been a nice advent that we've been able to utilize during this time to just continue to build the, the, the fan base, continue to put forth good music and inspire people during this time, but uh, also just to give us the, the chance to get out of the house and still perform as well. So I think it's been a mutually beneficial thing, one for the fans to be able to hear the music, and one just for us to be able to have that venue to still be able to perform utilizing the Internet and streaming services. Wow. I think for me it's been a mix of positive and negative. And I've, I've, I've discussed the negative part with the guys here even recently where a lot of opportunities that you, you're, you're eligible for are depending on the Internet or the social media presence. And, and a lot of times, even with the music industry in general, back in the day, you know, you go and you perform and they, they see your potential from your performance. Uh, but that has changed nowadays where they want you to prove and show before they consider you. So that puts a lot of pressure on the upcoming artist to create a presence and create a bay independently before you even given the opportunity to, to be signed to a label or to have success with album sales, anything like that. So the challenge with us is getting as many people connected to us through social media as possible. Number one, for them to hear the music, which is, is, is great to have because now you're you're not only, you know, locally, but you can be nationally or worldwide because of the capabilities of, of Internet. Um, but also, it also creates a challenge where how do you get those people connect, connected to you? What's the best way? What's the most organic way um, that people come out to your shows? And so as a person that books the shows, is is, is really stressful to build that up and knowing that you got a great product you need a whole bunch of people to hear um, and uh, getting the support from the industry behind you uh, once you once you receive that that number and that fan base so yeah it's it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking wow anyone else yeah for I would say um, I would say I know me personally as Mike mentioned earlier I probably is one of the first ones in the group to have a project out and I just recently released a new single to Smooth Jazz Radio, it has shown me uh, how positive and how 
strong uh, the Internet is uh, in this day and time because my followers, I've been able to reach people as far as Argentina, uh, all parts of Europe, Africa, uh, and I would not have been able to do that if it wasn't for the Internet and being able to purchase, like, the, the ads and the promotional things. And I've had people to reach out to me and say, hey, I didn't I never heard of you, but because of the ad and I heard your music now, I become a fan. So it's like the Internet, I believe, now has – it can be your friend if you learn how to use it. Oh, Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's what I was going to say, uh, Brian, because there's a lot of places where we couldn't reach or tap into because of you had to play the waiting game, going through different uh, labels. Because I, I started um, – doing production and everything maybe 20 well i'll say like 15 years ago when you had the, the major labels out there and you had to play this waiting game with the internet you just it's instant everything is right then there you, you're actually going to get the response that you're looking for uh right away so for me it's positive for me um that's why i i, I just like the way that the response time of the internet so excellent gentlemen if you could change anything about the industry what would it be and what's next for you Ooh, that's a good one I, yes. I, I say just right now uh, I, I, I honestly don't see anything that would per se change just because if anything it, it feels sometimes like there is a block towards where music is marketed or how music is marketed, especially when you're in a uh, mixed genre of music where it can be pigeonholed and niches are good, but at the same time, it can be kind of productive as far as like reaching other audiences. Like we do jazz, but we do funk, but we do so many other different things. And so it's hard to just find placement as far as where you fit. And that's usually an issue I think that, that instrumentalists like in our vein kind of run into because people are like okay exactly what do we do with this i mean that's that's really the only thing i can see it that, that that comes to mind immediately Anybody else? i would like to see a more even playing field for independent and new artists it just seems like in the industry even when you listen to radio it's always the top tier people that we hear in rotation it's always the top tier that's doing the festivals and the doing the shows and then it's like everybody else gets the crumbs and and my thing is those top tier people were once unknown they were independent or unknown artists and so i just feel like I think we should we need to have a better some type of platform where it would it'll, I, I mean because I know you have to pay your dues so I don't want to say necessarily make it easy but I think we should come up with some other type of system where it, it is inviting uh, and welcoming for new artists and independent artists to to be able to share these same stages. Well, with that being said, you know I've always said when you get to the top of the ladder, turn around and extend your hand to bring someone else up with you, and we tend to forget that. As we get to the top of the ladder, we are like, oh, look what's up here, and you just keep going. And you're right. Everyone has to start somewhere. We hope that KYBN is your start and getting your music played. All throughout your interview today, we are playing your music, and the audience is getting an opportunity to hear who Groove Centric is. And we hope that you will make us your home when you have new projects and then when you have um, any kind of anything coming out, new music, new projects, and we will help start off in being your indie artist platform. So, you know, I, I extend the invitation to come back and let us know as you get your projects and we will get it out there. We are quickly being lifted as the independent artist 
radio station. So we will help extend that hand to you. And Mike, Joel, Brian, Donnie, collectively group-centric, it has been an absolute pleasure having you gentlemen on the show today. And I thank you so much for sharing with us your story and sharing with us where we can contact you. And as we close our show today, I would like to say anytime you're welcome to come back. And KYBN is tickled to be able to play your music. I'll go around the round table and give you your last little shout out there. Thank you, Sabrina. Real quick, if you are in the Atlanta area or surrounding areas of Atlanta, we have a show uh, actually next Friday, um, November the 6th, at a, at a venue named, a very, very great venue named City Winery. So if you're in the area and want to get out and, and they're doing it in a safe way, um, this, the tables are all social distance. And, um, but we're going to provide music, um, a few songs from the new album, as well as we're doing songs um, from Al Green and Curtis Mayfield. So if you're in the area and, and want to get out and, and hear some great music, come on out. Next Friday, November 6th, City Winery. You can check our webpage or our uh, social media for more details on how to get tickets. And thank you, Sabrina, for the opportunity of having us here. We really appreciate it. Uh, We love the interview. You had great questions for us. We really just appreciate the use of your platform. And it, it was a great pleasure. My, I was. This is my first time actually having a radio interview. So as you can tell, now I'm not a virgin anymore. So Woo! thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, that's an important thing because that means hey. they always say you remember your first. So yay! First, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> always. Yeah. So we're bonded. We're bonded. For <laughs> life. There you go. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, as you know, as Joel says, Sabrina. Thank you so much for thinking of us and allowing us to uh, be a part of your platform. And and all to all your listeners, everyone, stay safe, stay masked up, and please make sure you get out and vote. Oh yes, most definitely, gentlemen. It has been a pleasure. And listeners, you know it's fabulous Fridays, and so you know we're going to party in the next hour. Thank you for joining Independent Artists, Group Centric. Thank you for joining a KYBN Radio today. And at any time, please do come back, and we'll be right back. And welcome back to Indie Artists Showcase. Today we have Mike, Joel, Brian, and Donnie, collectively known as Groove Centric. Four young men out of Atlanta, Georgia, that make awesome music. Gentlemen, my question for you, if, if one of my listeners wanted to get a hold of you or if someone wanted to book you, what is your website information, your contact information, and can you also tell me, do you have any projects coming up? Sure. So our website um, is www.groovecentricmusic.com. Once again, that's www dot groove g r o o v e centric with a c c e n t r t r i c music dot com. So if they would like to book us, we travel everywhere. We'll come to Hawaii. We'll come to Antarctica. We'll come to Russia. We'll come to Iraq. Anywhere that you listen to music, we will come. If you want us, we will come. You get, there is a page on our website that you can fill out a form. If you don't want to email us, our email address is 
uh, GrooveCentric at gmail.com. You can also call me, Mike Jones, at 678-895-0424. Listen, you want to call us because if you have any event or a festival or something and you think you're having music and you don't have GrooveCentric, you're not having good music yet. Mm. Book us. Ah. Wow. Right, Brian? Ah. Oh, that's correct. Huh? So you want you wanna you wanna get us there at your at your events, at your festivals because we have great music as stated before, we play a a, a wide variety of things that we are sure that the audience would love. Also check us out in winter. In the winter we have this new album that we've been raving about. Um, that will be coming out then. Uh, we, we're put, putting the finishing touches on them. In fact, we may drop a few singles first and then um, come out with an album. But please, please follow us on our social medias. Um, you can you can follow us at, at GrooveCentric on Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter, on Snapchat, so on, on everything. Just follow us at GrooveCentric. And stay tuned to what we what we got going, and and we're biased a little bit because we're in the group, um, but I promise you, it's great music. We got a great saxophonist that really puts in that work every time he plays. Just put that work in. Uh, we got a great drummer. <laughs> we got a great drummer. The bass player, the keys are just on point. I'm telling you, if I sound excited, it's because I am excited. This music is going to take over. I promise you. I promise you. Let's go. Wow. Wow. I I like that. I really like that. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, gentlemen, now that the listeners and any potential event planners have um, – the information on how to contact you, where are you actually located? So we're located we're in, Atlanta. in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah we're in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, we're definitely here. All of us live here. Uh, we've been here for a number of years. Very active in the scene here, so definitely here we are. Awesome. Now I have another question for you, young men. What was some of the best advice you were given coming into this industry, and what advice would you give to your listeners, Brian? Um, yes. Okay. Well, for me, one of the best um, uh, advice that I was given once I realized that I was going to do this music thing full time was to learn the importance of being on time. Very fundamental things: being on time, uh, being a team player. Uh, and really studying my craft and understanding my instrument and, and its role and its place, uh, especially as a drummer. Um, people, a lot of times drummer, drummers don't realize you are the heartbeat. You drive a band, uh, whether it be a jazz band, it could be a gospel group, R&B group, you drive it. And if you're off point, the whole band has a, the potential to be off point. So as a drummer, Definitely understand your role and your part and your place uh, in the band. Anyone else? I will have to piggyback on that. Um, I was also told, this is Donnie, by the way. Um, I was told that practice make, you know, you hear practice make perfect, but I was told that practice make permanent. 
So Ooh. with that, everything that you are practicing or trying to understand that whatever you practice, make sure that you try to perfect that that you practice. So when you do go on the stage, it's exactly what you practice. Wow. Okay. Mm, Bishop. I know oh. we missed somebody in here. <laughs> okay. I, I have two pieces, I guess. One piece that was given to me, one piece of advice that stuck with me uh, from the business perspective is as a musician, stay above the clique or the little small groups of people that kind of form up in the industry sometimes. Put yourself in a position where you can maintain good relationships with a lot of people and thus it will keep your work continuous. Uh, another piece of advice was um, remember, and this is this is also reminiscent of like the mindset of Sun Ra, as in we as musicians need to be com- be uh, very aware of what um, our thought is when we perform and when we play, because our intentions are amplified and it affects people on a cellular level. So as you play your music, be conscious because you're putting more than just good feelings in the air sometimes. So yeah, be conscious as we play. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna bring up the rear with it. Uh-huh. I think it's very, very essential for musicians not to limit themselves uh, in a certain space. I think you got to be free and be flexible with what you're doing um, so that you can work. I mean, um, if you just study one genre of music and that's all you're known for, that really limits you and what you can do. So my advice would be to study. Study the great. Study those that came before you and be very flexible and agile uh, in this music world because you never know what happens. Like, for instance, the COVID came and, and shut down our shows. But it's because we're flexible that we're able to play in different uh, arenas that we're still able to work. We can still do, you know, a parade or we can do, um, you know, the R&B gig or a tribute show. So if we were just able to play one type of, of music, um, that would lessen our opportunities. So get you a wide range of experiences that made you a, a total player um, that you can continue and be a consistent musician performer. Wow, excellent, excellent advice from all of you. Uh, I have one question before we go into break. I'd like to ask each one of you, who would you most like, if you could, to perform with? I would have to say Frankie Beverly and May. Serving. Oh, wow. I like that. And Groove Centric. <laughs> that was pretty good, Donnie. That was pretty good. I like that. Uh huh. Anyone else? I guess I have I to go for Stevie my... Wonder. Stevie's still oh, around. Stevie. He's one of the he's one of the great still alive. Stevie and Herbie Hancock. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, those two. Mm-hmm. And anyone else? I know that's only two. I would say well, Stevie I think Wonder, Layla Hathaway. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yes, that's a good one. Yay, representing yeah, the ladies. Joel stole mine, um, but <laughs> I, you know, I would really think it would be a fun hit to to play with Rochelle Pharrell, um, the the one that sings the whole the whole concert. Though uh, I think she's kind of went into a ministry type of thing nowadays. But the one that sings the whole the whole show, I would love because she is one of my favorite. That and in Gregory Porter, uh, I love Gregory. Oh, I would love to play with Gregory Porter. Some really good names. I love yeah. Gregory Porter. Holding oh, on yeah. is one of my favorite songs. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. So, gentlemen, we're gonna go to a break, but I wanted to get my shameless plug out and let you know I'm a pretty bad clarinet player. So, um. If you ever need a squeak here and there, <laughs> <laughs> that's great because you can join in. 
You can hey. join in with the squeaks that I make, girl. I make squeaks all the time. Well, you know, my favorite was always the bass clarinet because I just felt like I was like, you know, I had it on the side and I could just be like, do, 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 do. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, my my attention span wasn't wasn't that great so that was the only thing I liked to do and when we had to play you know I the band I was in we played a lot of classical music so I, I mean I love the classics but when I was growing up I didn't appreciate them as much so we're going to go to a quick break and we are going to come back to our final segment oh boo <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to Indie Artist Friday here at KYBN Radio 98.1 FM your Bay Area Broadcasting Network today I have four handsome young men with me Mike, Joel, Brian, and Donnie, collectively, they are groove-centric. A young group out of Atlanta, Georgia. Gentlemen, we were talking earlier, and I noticed that each of you stated that your moms and choir were your base root. Now, with that being said, I'd like to ask a couple of questions. First of all, how did you come up groove-centric? Second of all, what is the music that you typically create, and what is your creative process? So, we came up with the name groove-centric. Okay, so let me just give a background. Each one of us, uh, before we joined together, were accomplished individual musicians. So, you got two types of musicians. have, you know, work for hire musicians, uh, and then you have um, musicians that are in a group. Most of us was individually, individually reached reach a certain sense of success outside of a group, but we primarily work for hire. Uh, that means that we, we win and we played for everybody else. We didn't have anything of our own. I think the only one that had um, an album was Brian uh, Andrews. So, um, I, I, you know, I decided to you know, maybe get some guys together and see what we create. And, and so I, I approached the idea to Joel and Brian and said, hey, let's let's see if we can come up with some music because the, the premise was to put something out there in society more than, hey, he was a great gigging person or great gigging musician, but we wanted to put something out there that could could stand the test of time, like albums and recordings and songs that we can be associated with. We were at the age where we had kids and, and getting ready to have kids, and we said, we, uh, let's at least leave a legacy uh, more than, yeah, he was a great musician and he played with some of the best. What do we have uh, that's our own? So we, we met together and started just vibing and creating. Once we were doing that, we said, well, we got come up with a name. We, we have some great songs and all of that. So um, Joel and I were sitting there and was like, well, what do we sound like? Like mentioned before, we, we kind of eclectic where we come from gospel, kind of like a mix of all the different genres of music together. So we said, let's this is, let's create something that is eclectic, that means something like that. Couldn't think of anything. But we said, you know what, what's similar for all the genres of music that we have? All of them have grooves. Uh, if you think about jazz music, think about funk and Latin, all of them have a groove that's either danceable or you can tap your feet to, or you can clap to, or head nod to. So we started with that. Actually, Joel came up with uh, the groove part of the century part. I forget the order, but hold me honest, Joel. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he, um, I think he came with uh, the groove part. And then we was like, okay, well, what's a good word that goes with groove? 
so we, you know, played with Tree and Sunshine and Joy, and we was like, okay, all of those are lame. Uh, and then all of the blues, Joel was like, okay, well, what do we do when we get the groove? That we try to sit in it, we try to, you know, get it and stay in it, in the center of it. And he was like, well, why don't we just name it Centric? You know, um, we just get in the center of the groove, we stay there, we vibe out, we jam out, we we there, we lay in it. And so their birth, the name Groove Centric. And so since then, we kind of tra- stayed true to um, the premise of it and, and making sure that we produce music, create music that, that explains and defines us as total musicians, uh, musicians that can play anything at the drop of a hat. We'll do R&B gigs. We do jazz gigs. We do funk gigs. We do tributes. We do anything because these guys, some of the best in the country at being versatile, at playing every single genre and not just playing it, but make it every single genre that we play believable. Uh, so that's what we create. And that's what we will have on the new album that we have coming out in in January. Shameless pug, but uh, I inserted it. <laughs> well, yeah. so speaking, and of, I guess yeah, yeah. Speaking of shameless plugs, I was going to say we'll get to that. Going to ask you about that. Do any of the rest of you have anything in regards to the question? Yes, uh, I'll, I guess uh, you asked about the creative process. I know that, um, as the name implies, it's usually you know a groove. There's something that kind of centralizes the entire concept or vibe of what we're creating. Uh, individually, we've all written songs or we might, you know, come up with a part of a song and give it to a bandmate. The bandmate creating process has started and become. Um, I can definitely see how we are finding such a new cohesiveness. I mean, just looking at some of the new songs uh, that we're writing and, you know, have yet to be uh, put out yet, but it's definitely a vibe and I'm really, you know, impressed. I mean, the sounds that Dunny has brought, I mean, of course, you know, just it's no weak spots in this band and that's the great thing when you have a small ensemble but the mindsets of, of each musician is so producer minded you know what I mean everybody has such a eclectic view and, and understanding of music that you know it just makes it you know a treat to, to create with these guys yeah that's, yeah, I have that to say wow, wow. Brian Donnie that's amazing I, I just want to chime in with that with, um, and I, I just feel so honored to be uh, the new kid on the block with these uh, monster of a players, man. I, I, I'm so grateful for them to even accept me in the band. So I, I don't take this light at all. So I'm, I'm very excited about the new album that's coming up. But uh, I, I, I truly am thankful and grateful for these guys here, group-centric guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Oh, this is so sweet. <laughs> and by, and by the way, I'm the youngest Aww. of the group. Okay, that's so, a lie. I'm the young but these old guys. Well, are you sure? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not the young. I, I might be. Um, Why is it the number thing? <laughs> no, no. I think Joe Well is still the baby. I, I think, think I'm the, I think I'm the youngest. The yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, but Donnie, <laughs> look, you, we, we got to expire this whole new thing now. You can't be in there 15 years uh, talking about you still new. Uh, you can, oh, I'm see always going to be new. <laughs> 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 but, boy, oh, boy. I tell you. So was that everything that everyone had to say in regards to those questions? Well, I would like to chime in on the question when you asked the type of music. The, the good thing about this band is that 
as Mike stated before, we have the ability to play a little bit of everything. And if you listen to our first project, it was very uh, jazz fusion. Uh, we also had some funk on there. This new project that we're working on, oh my God, it's it's it has developed into something very, very nice in terms of strong melodies. The groove is definitely still there, um, and so and just and, and and just the whole creative process has been very enjoyable. Matter of fact, Mike and I was just in the studio on yesterday. I had the opportunity to help kind of shape and mold his sax part. (laughs) (laughs) I was being big brother at the time, but it was it was so fun. It was so fun because it was I could I could see the frustration on his face, but at the same time, when he listened to the finished product, he was like, "Man, okay, okay, I get it." You know, this is something new for me. And so that, for me, makes the process and just the group as a whole uh, make the experience. It just makes it great. So can't wait for you all to hear this new music. Ooh, I can't wait to hear it. So, gentlemen, we don't really have enough time for another question, but when we come back, and I would love for you to give us contact information where um, the listeners can go find your music, and I'd like for you to give your email addresses and stuff. So if you don't mind, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come right back. Okay? Sounds good. Yes, man. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever that may be for you. Welcome to Indie Artist Friday. We are talking today with Groove-centric young men out of Atlanta, Georgia. Good morning, gentlemen. We have with us today Mike, Joel, Brian, and Donnie. How are you guys? You're great. Doing great. Thank you for great, having us. Great. Doing great. Awesome. So we have a, a nice-sized group here today. I'd like to ask each of you if you could give us like a, a brief synopsis of when you first realized that you guys were a great musician. At what age did you start and who influenced you? So, Mike, can we start with you? Sure. Once again, I'm Mike Jones. I'm the sax player in the group. Um, I started playing drums. Um, first as a musician and I was a church drummer for a while my mom worship leader in the choir in the church and I wanted to sort of see if I had that type of talent inside of me so I would go around the house kind of singing and once I realized that was not my thing I um, discovered Kenny G on the radio one day and said hey that sounds like singing give me a sax mom and she agreed to do it and so I was about I would say about 13, 14 years old when I first started playing sax and I just walked around the house just trying to repeat uh, little lines and little melodies that she was sing around the house and therefore it birthed my saxophone uh, life. And so since then I've been playing for at least let me see. I'm going to tell my age. 30, 35 years uh, since then. And I've been enjoying the ride. I know I'm old. I know, right? You're just a baby. Uh, <laughs> I've been enjoying the ride ever since. So so I would say about 13, 14 years old for me. And my influences have been uh, primarily jazz guys, you know, um, all the classic legends, John Coltrane, Charles Parker, Sonny Rollins, Sonny Stitt. It, even some of the newer guys like K 
Kenny Garrett, Chris Potter uh, have been very influential on my style and very, very motivating for me because every time I hear these guys, it makes me want to go straight to the shed and work out all the um, worst and the bad plan that I have. So so just a, a wide range. Even some of the smooth jazz guys like Kirk Whalum and Jared Albright, all phenomenal players that uh, inspire you to keep keep reaching new heights. So that's me. Wow. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll pick up next year. I mean, uh-huh. it's funny because it's, we're actually quite similar in the fact that I don't tell people, but I was actually a saxophone player. Oh. So uh, just that whole balance between, I guess, a Gerald Albright vibe where you play bass and play saxophone because with groove-centric, I play bass. But a uh, similar background of start playing music in the church. My mother was a choir director, singer, vocalist. In my family, you're pretty much a musician, a teacher, a preacher, or some kind of combination of the three. So uh, I definitely took that musical, you know, more church kind of background initially. And, um, yeah, just went up, I mean, played, switched between playing bass and saxophone throughout school, kind of settled more on bass as I moved to Atlanta. Uh, I moved here, like, right after college. I was a music major, saxophone major. So uh, just that bouncing back and forth, but I've definitely found my home on the instrument. And, you know, playing with great guys like this, you know what I'm saying, it's like it makes it that much easier for me to keep to my decision of playing bass because uh, I'm not trying to challenge Mike Jones on that horn. But, um, I mean, it's been a great journey, great inspiration. Uh, uh, My mother, definitely my initial inspiration as a vocalist and just hearing how she had, not just how she sung, but how she worked with people. And I think that's something that uh, I try to bring to the music. I mean, I think the attitude of organization, kind of bringing people together, is kind of how I play my part even as a bass player. But musically speaking, uh, besides that, John Patitucci, definitely a favorite of mine because, I mean, he plays bass like a saxophone player would. Uh, the Jocko Pistorius of the world, and of course the saxophone players, you know, the, the John Coltrane's, the Charlie Parker's, you know what I'm saying? It's like such a wide variety of, of, of influences international influences. I play a lot of different styles. Yeah, that pretty much sums me up as well, man. And Brian? Good morning. So I started playing at a very, very young age as well, probably like around four or five years old. Uh, Like the other two guys, Joel and Mike, my mom also was a choir director and a music major. Uh, She was uh, what we call now the minister of music at the time. And so that's how I got my start on drums. As I uh, progressed into school, I ended up playing violin for a short time, and then I moved over to piano, and I ended up uh, my last my latter years in school playing saxophone. So I kind of played a little bit of everything growing up, but drums has become my primary instrument. Right now, as a drummer, oof, there are so many people, but some of the key people that I, I enjoy is like Will Kennedy, uh, Dave Welkel, Dennis Chambers, some of those guys. So that's who I am. Are you one of those drummers that... When they give you the solo, you can like, oh, get a drink and get some text messages in. You know, I, I notice with drummers, they, they get into that beat and it's like unlike any instrument that I've ever seen. And then you kind of look up and everyone's like looking like, oh, you done? And then you go back to just your basic hitting your cymbal. <laughs> Are you one of those kind of drummers? <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, the guys have to make me solo. I, it's it's one of those places I just feel so uncomfortable Ooh. a lot of times. But I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. Uh-huh. I just love the groove. I love sitting in the groove and just making a song feel good. Uh-huh. But when I do solo, I, I just I just try to speak as much as I can with the instrument. But I don't go into all of that. I'm not getting ready to have you waiting on me to send a text message and all that. That's, uh-huh. that's too much. I'm trying to get in and get out. But you know what I'm talking about <laughs> when I say that, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I do. 
I yeah. So, Donnie, how about you? Well, I'm not like these guys. Uh-oh. Uh, I started, <laughs> I started, I want to say, at the age of two as a drummer. <laughs> and I, I hate to say that because I, I know I, I, I wasn't that good. Um, but my mom said that I was good, so that was good enough for me. Right. Um, so from that point on, uh, I tried out the drums for a little while in church. And I played up for the uh, youth choir in, um, from Detroit, Michigan. Woo! Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should claim that at all, but the, I'm going to the world. Anyway. But, <laughs> did you um, make your own well, noise when you sat out? Y'all leave Tanya alone. <laughs> I know, man. They always pick on me. I'm the new kid on the block. But I started, uh, like I said, I was two years old on the drums. Then I went to and played at church for my youth choir. Got to Atlanta, Georgia at the age of 17 and tried out drums. And there were a slew of drummers here that was so phenomenal and I couldn't compete. So I had to pick up something else. <laughs> so ah. from that point, and also I couldn't make any money playing the drums because I wasn't that good. So I, w I needed to make some money. <laughs> I talked to one of my friends and they were like, well, hey, man, you should start playing the keys. I was pretty good at the keys. Didn't know I was that good until they told me. Wow. And then from that point, I just liked the way it sounded and what I could do. And from that point on, that's what I've been doing, playing keys. I'm going to let the listeners know that we have to go to a break. And so okay. if you gentlemen do not mind, we are going to come back. And Donnie, I will allow you to start it off, okay? Sounds great. Listeners, we'll be right back. <laughs> 